0: Hello everybody, welcome to Arsenal X, the Xbox podcast here on Boss Rush Games. I'm one of your hosts, Cory Deer, and alongside me is Colonel Panic himself, Joe Wilson. Well, Hello. No, no, Jesse, this week. So, yeah, I I I was was trying to like. like,
1: (laughs) I was was like, oh, I'm up.
0: (laughs) As as I was looking at the screen, I was like, who's going first? Uh, Also joining us is the uh, the uh,
2: Viking King of England himself, Mr. Josh Finney. That's right. That's right. I played another single-player Ubisoft game that I have problems with. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> who doesn't is, at this it the, point?
1: is it the same problems as all
2: um somewhat i hit a game breaking bug at the very end of the game so i can't actually finish the game well that's
0: a big yes.
1: and it's
2: been like this for two months and they haven't fixed it aren't the they, last aren't they, they putting they a patch out next
0: week i think Dude,
2: they've done three patches since they acknowledged the issue and that's all they've done is acknowledge it oh, like wow. i'm I'm very agitated right now, but, <laughs> anyways.
0: Uh, joining us in the place of Jesse Douglas is our PC Muscle Race host of Crossroads, the PlayStation podcast,
3: Laron Dawkins. What's up? I am in the Lions den tonight. Uh oh. Yeah. Well. Or, or is that? Or is that? Or is that Pal Block? Actually, I feel like Pow Block for a bunch of kittens. I don't know. Yeah. They, uh, that's probably. It's that, like that's probably apt
0: pow block is the kids table am i right right?
2: Uh, yeah
1: Uh, (laughs) oh that's funny because it's true next year (laughs) next year for uh around thanksgiving we should do like a like a almost like a family photo but like draw how the table would be sectioned off and what each people would be (laughs) eating and then you can have a kids table and that would definitely be the nintendo
2: (laughs) (laughs) i feel like joe and i would have to each carve like the turkey or the bird that's there
0: what
1: would the bird be? It would have to be some other animal. It would be, be tofu.
0: It would be tofurky
1: No, I was thinking like it has to be like an animal that's in the lore of like
2: Xbox.
0: Mm. So oh, then,
2: then, then, blink's it, the it, time sweeper. The time cat. There you go. <laughs> oh, <perfect>. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's Kazooie.
0: Oh God. Kazooie. Oh go. <laughs> Oh man. Conquer? No, Conquer's Conker. just under the table drinking.
3: The or, any of the, or any of the pinata animals. Oh
0: God, <laughs> the pinatas! Yeah. They're the table
3: decorations. Uh,
1: we should put a pin in that, but just revisit it throughout the year until we have an, a, a fully. Somebody fleshout. write
0: it down because you know by the time the show ends, I we it. will forget it.
2: Oh, okay.
3: okay. I'll write it on one of my mapkins. That'd be like, that'd be like an Easter egg for the for the for the year for the year end stuff that we have planned.
0: Yeah. Are we going to are now are we going to draw it like aiming down the table long ways or are we going to draw it like last supper style where last like... supper. <laughs> oh,
3: I be Jesus. Oh god. Oh god. That that just automatically means I'm going to be the guy standing up and pointing like you know <laughs> accusatorially. Oh my god. Why would y'all say the last supper?
0: <laughs> no, Joss oh, is going to be Judas.
3: More. What? <laughs> why, why, why am I Judas? Uh, yeah, I don't know.
2: Doesn't matter. I, 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 listen. I'm either Jesus Christ or Peter. There's no in between.
3: <laughs> oh wow, wow, okay. wow, uh, wow. Uh, I've, I've been watching a lot of, I've been watching Star Trek these days. So that is just sheer fucking hubris, right there, bro. Come I'll on, settle. Man. I'll <laughs>
2: settle for drawing Phil Spencer in the place of Jesus, and I'll be Peter. <laughs> <sighs> All right. I got sure he could be the Peter to they my
0: Jesus. Guys, I am like, I'm really stressed out, by the way, because the Browns are playing. Of course, of course, the Browns had to play on Sunday night when we record this very important podcast. Okay. The the world's greatest Xbox podcast. You're damn right. The NFL did not take into the consideration that the world's greatest Xbox podcast records live at 830 p.m. When the in. in, in by the way. The Browns have not only scored a touchdown on a on a fumble recovery in the end zone, but they also just intercepted Ben Roethlisberger and are driving down the field. Whoa. And all that buzzing you're hearing, the Browns, my my, my mom and dad are texting me simultaneously. Hello, mother <laughs> and father. And thank you for keeping me updated. That's why I keep a little TV right there to watch the game. Sorry, Josh, about your Seahawks today.
2: Uh, you know. You know, the writing was on the wall all season. If you'd ever watched them play, yeah. <laughs> people fair. were like, "Oh, they're winning against the Rams." No, no. Oh, Have no. y'all seen them play the back half this season? No, we weren't winning.
0: They just scored again. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm I'm keeping this very unprofessional, guys. I'm sorry. Um, so I'm going to open up the uh, the show notes here. It was a it was a very uh, to, to to put away the side chat. I feel like we did address it on tower casuals. We did address it on the boss rush podcast. I feel like it would not be right if we didn't address it here on Arsenal X, uh, January sixth, there was an attack on our Capitol. Um, it was very, as, as an American, it was very embarrassing. It was very horrifying. It was very just disturbing. Um, I know I said a lot yesterday and on Tower Casuals. Uh, I'm going to open the floor to you guys before I give my thoughts on this show. Um, it, 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 was, it was a pretty rough thing to watch. Um.
1: Yeah, I think it highlights how important words are. And the things you say, how you say them, who you say them to. um, I I feel like it's been a problem, obviously, the past couple years of just not. There's a way that you can have your opinion and not rile people up about it, you know, and regardless whether or not you feel like that's a a valid opinion or not is besides the point people are going to feel the way they feel. Uh, especially in, like, a high-stakes environment. Um, but, I don't know. It was, it was like, I was both, like, very embarrassed. And I was very... I want to say af- afraid is probably the, the best word. But, like, I don't know which one of them won. And then I was also angry. And it was so odd to have all three feelings at the same time at almost equal levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like now I'm more embarrassed than anything. That's the one that kind of won out, uh, especially seeing, like, what's happened, like, the past couple days. But I, I'm i very anxious to see what happens. Tomorrow for us is Monday. It'll be a little later when you're listening to this. But, like, I'm very anxious to see what happens tomorrow and throughout, like, through probably Wednesday of this week.
2: Yeah, I, um, I'm i not going to go into it too much because um, Corey and I spent about 20, 25 minutes going in on this on uh, Tower Casuals, that was about 24 hours after uh, the Capitol had been secured. But if you're calling what these people did a protest or a demonstration, um, expressing their opinions, expressing their views, you're you're fundamentally wrong. Like, there's no way to put it. You're, you're wrong. You are covering up for a domestic terrorist attack. Um, you are covering up for people who have never been told when their lives, apparently. You're covering up for privileged-ass people. Um, and the quote with the words of Joe Scarborough, who said this on his broadcast Thursday morning, um, there is no doubt in his mind that if this was a, if this was Black Lives Matter, there would have been tanks rolling down Pennsylvania Avenue. Uh, if this was a crowd of Muslim people, they would have been getting sniped from the buildings. Um, that's basically what he said with a lot less profanity. Um, but call them what they are. They they're fucking terrorists. There's no other way to say it. I don't. There's no justification for this. They're like Joe just said. You know, your words have consequences. Your actions have consequences. And now they're starting to be arrested and charged with federal crimes, not state federal they're, crimes.
3: They're the worst kind of terrorists, in my opinion, too, because they're because they're. they're because they're standing behind the United States flag, but yet and still they're the same damn motherfuckers who turn around when Colin Kaepernick was kneeling. Oh, you're just respecting oh, yeah. soldiers. You're just respecting the country. You're just respecting yeah. this and that. You know, they're the same ones that you know. They're just they're they're also akin to the ones like the hide behind religion because last I checked, there's no single freaking religion that's going to have you committing violence just because someone disagrees with you. Yep. You know, yeah. I'm not I'm not the most I'm not the most studied person in religion and stuff like that. But uh, but you know, if everyone's always t- uh, telling me the golden rule that came from the Bible was doing others what you wish done uh, what you wouldn't want done to you, you know, then um. There's a fundamental problem there, you know. And stop yeah. using stop using your religion, stop using the flag, stop using your skin color for a reason to terrorize other people.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just—is there any doubt in our minds that if people of color did this, that they would have been completely? Oh, different?
3: oh! Um, no. I mean, I mean, we we've, we've I, all I
2: seen the they compar- never would have made it inside. No. right? We've all seen the comparison pictures of what DC looked like over the summer. Never forget, peaceful protesters were tear gassed so that our racist ass president could go have a photo op with a Bible in front of a black church.
3: A Bible he held upside down.
2: Yeah, that he held upside down. Um, in all fairness, he doesn't know which way books go. So it, it's yeah. not like the Bible's fault. We, we it not have, have been on any book and
1: it would have been upside down.
2: But <laughs> the fact that you have – you had all this and then you had Republican lawmakers. 140 of them, I believe, still went in and voted to throw out the election results in Arizona and Pennsylvania is – Inexcusable. So, this is pro- this is a problem that's not going away with Donald Trump. The he is a symptom. He is not a cause.
1: The funny thing is that a lot of those people have now come forward and they have the audacity to say that they voted that way because they were scared for their lives. Yep.
2: You, you, don't, you don't use that justification now.
3: Good I under- old, so, good old hindsight.
2: Here's the problem. I should have had hindsight. I understand that you are afraid of the people that the president is whipping up maybe you shouldn't have voted the with people that the you exactly. were kind of riling
1: up to though mm-hmm. uh, yeah
2: the people you were riling up that you're trying to get campaign donations from you're you are that desperate to cling to power that you're going to enable a third-rate game show host to become a despot essentially in what's supposed to be the world's greatest democratic experiment it is safe to say after wednesday that the american experiment has failed it, we has fundamentally failed. There is no safeguard in place when the ruling party will not take action. There just isn't. And I don't think – I think, like, I'm finally starting to process it this weekend, how close we really came to having public executions Yeah. on the national Mall. We came extremely close. Like, basically, one or two very heroic police officers led that mob away from the opening to the Senate chambers.
3: Mm-hmm. One yeah, of whom um, was a black man. I mentioned – I mentioned uh, yesterday on the um, on the Bossers podcast that we were basically looking at like a designated survivor situation. And for people who don't understand what designated survivor yeah. means as far as political terms go, that means that means when you have such a complete breakdown and a loss of life within the governmental body that you wind up having to elect the last surviving official that had a cabinet position or any type of high ranking position to become the next president.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Like that's what we're that's what we were looking at, and and I I hate to tell you. That's not a good look. And I don't and for the people who are calling for something like that, you know, y'all are assholes because mm-hmm. because you're not going to be any safer. You, you think you think this is for your safety? This is not going to help you feel safe at all. It's going to usher in going to usher in all this all this danger and trauma that you swear is is coming anyway from the new president, from number 46, Joe Biden, coming in, it's going to usher it in because people are going to be scared and they're not going to know what to do. And, you know, I hate the fact that, you know, our society actually, like, relies on government, on the government so much for, you know, like, for, like, for like, peace. You know, and not just peace, but peace of mind. That if our government structure collapsed, like, you wouldn't be able to walk outside your front door about the, the, the idea of your head getting knocked off or right. chopped off or whatever, you know? Right. Because no one's going to know how to govern themselves in your act, in act anymore, you know? But, you know, but hey, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, somehow, like, the election got stolen and there's, and, you know, I mentioned this too, like, you know, for the 75 million people that, that voted for Trump, like, there's like 310 million people in the United States. So 75 million, you guys, you guys had nice, you guys, you guys made a nice turnout, but it wasn't enough to, of a turnout to keep the guy in office. If you Right. You should have that's, found more people who are willing to vote.
1: That's the other thing, though. Like, The the thing that hurts the most about this or is the most annoying, frustrating... You could attach almost any feeling to what I'm about to say and say that it, it's the fact that these people got a glimpse, and I would say a glimpse, of what it feels like to be a minority and be told no, yeah. and they lost their shit. Mm-hmm. And they forget that other people have been living this way their entire lives here. Like... That's the part that bothers me bothers me the most. Is like they were told no, unwilling to accept that answer. Now they're throwing a tantrum like a fucking four year old. Grow up. Wait your turn. If you have something better comes along in four years,
3: present it. Or just like, or just like, or just like they tell everybody else who is disenfranchised, go out there, go out there and vote, make a change. You know change.
1: what? Why don't you move? Oh it. you that's it. They don't have, have to.
3: They don't. They don't have a drop of their shit together to be able to get a passport. Let, let alone like get themselves out of anywhere.
2: Well, now they can't go anywhere. think <laughs> oh, yeah. The oh, final yeah. thing that I would say regarding all this, just to keep from like, because I'll sit here and talk about it all night if I'm given the opportunity. Sure. Mm-hmm. I would encourage anyone who wants a little bit more clarity on what the events that led up to this and wants a historical perspective. I would encourage you to listen to the remarks that Conor Lamb of Pennsylvania made uh, when Congress went back into session after the attack on our Capitol on Wednesday. And I would encourage you to – I can't believe I'm saying these words, but hey, the 2020s are surprising me. Watch the video that Arnold Schwarzenegger posted today.
1: Oh, yeah. great. Um, that's great.
2: Mm-hmm. That's about seven and a half minutes long. Nobody has more respect for this country than immigrants. Mm-hmm. That, is, and, that,
3: is, that is the truth.
2: For, for anyone who hasn't watched it, it's about seven and a half minutes long. I didn't think I was going to watch the whole thing, but it flew by like that. He talks about growing up in Austria. He was born two years after World War II ended, talked about how his father would come home drunk, and he says, I've never shared this publicly. My father would come home drunk, and my friend's fathers would come home drunk, and they, they would beat us. They would scream at us. They would beat me. They would beat my mother, and it's because them getting drunk was how they reckoned with the things that they did during the nazi regime and he says basically we are seeing like people are going to have to learn how to deal with this he goes there is time for compassion and unity he goes right now is not the time he goes you we have to like you have to cut this off at the source because if you don't he's like i have seen what it does it will just dest- it will destroy things he's like our democracy survived we have to keep making sure it survives essentially mm-hmm. um I would encourage everybody to watch it, though. Um, you know, he talk, he relates the sword of Conan at one point to democracy and how like how you forge a sword. You know, it, it's heated up, you bang it with the hammer, you plunge it into the water, and then you put it into you put it back into the fire, you beat it again. He's like that's basically an, anal- an analogy for democracy. And I think what he says is really good. Like, uh, surprisingly, he's like one of the better like more level-headed politicians out there and I never thought the terminator would be that guy but here we are
1: but that's that's the other thing he's also a republican and it yep. just I think it just goes yeah. to show you that it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it doesn't, it doesn't the 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 party that you most identify with doesn't mm-hmm. make you right or the majority or make you smarter or anything like that It is down to the individuals, and unfortunately, there's a lot of shitty individuals in the government right now, Mm -hmm. and that's all that it comes down to.
0: Yeah. Um, Yep. So, just the last piece on this, uh, just because, you know, we spent 58 minutes of the show yesterday talking about it. We spent 25 or so minutes on Tower Casuals. I'm sure Pal
3: Block will touch on it tomorrow. Crossroads will not. I promise you guys that. We're... I I feel like we're done talking about it. <laughs> I you know Actually I, let me actually hold on, let me rephrase that. We're done we're done making it the hot topic. Yeah. We will continue to talk about it, but we're done making it the hot topic. Like and, you
0: know, like And that's that's where I'm going with this is like I I we boss rush games exist and our our, our kind of motto is is be better, be you know, be better to each other, be better to one another, but it also means and should mean and part of this is on me too for not keeping up with this and and just because you know once things happen you know life happens and then sometimes you just don't think about it and that's not the way these types of subjects should be but um you know I I want to push that fact even f- further this year and and make sure that we we push the uh respect that we should have for one another and being better to one another and being helpful to anyone who needs it. And, and, you know, as long as you're a good person, you're welcome here. That's, that's what we've always talked about. If you support anything, uh, that happened this past week, if you are, if you are one of the supporters of that, then you are not welcome here. Uh, Josh and I said that on tower casuals, we also made a point that said we would rather do the, do that show for no people if our entire audience supported that, then to have, you know, 10,000 followers, that's 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 not what this is for.
2: It's the same thing that Corey and I said over the summer when we had all of the um, the Black Lives Matter protests going on. Um, we made it a point to say that real early on in Tower Casuals. And uh, we talked about it on Arsenal X as well. And then we talked about it with the election as well. Like, it's just it comes down to human decency at the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and if you if you're not going to be a decent human being um like if you're going to be homophobic if you're going to be transphobic you're going to be racist you're gonna be sexist just get the fuck out like god cory's going to be a lot nicer about it than i am like i'll just tell you right out get the fuck out like we don't we don't want you here this is not the train josh is like, the good josh well is the bad
0: us. cop to my good cop
2: i am uh, um i'm just gonna like i'll just say, i'll say it bluntly i don't Again, like Corey said, like I would rather do the show for no people than do it for a bunch of people who agree with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you if you've dealt if you've sat here and listened to us through the stuff that happened in twenty twenty, then you know where we stand mm-hmm. at this point. Like not just Corey and I, but like all of us as a as a team, as a network, you know where we stand. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, which I uh, hope. I mean, the, uh, like I said at, at this point, and I told you guys this isn't this isn't a. Uh, uh, Democrat versus Republican thing. This is literally a good person versus yeah. bad people issue. Yep. And Hell, if, I'll,
3: I'll take it one step even further. It's common sense. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, like I said, I totally expect to lose. I've already, like, and not that this is like a big deal to me or anything because I don't care, but like, I've already lost followers. I've noticed some of our shows have lost followers because of stuff that we've mentioned already. And like, I don't care. Right. I, mm-hmm. I don't care. This is this is not what we're building here. So um
3: better off without him.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's that's all I'm going to say about it. Uh, you know, we're we are here to support each other. We are su- here to support our friends who are going through trouble, regardless of race, gender, identity, sexuality. So if you don't support that, you can get the fuck out. Mhm. Um but on that note, you know what's going to get the fuck in is Greg Osterman's food question. Always. We love Greg. We do. We do. Greg Osterman
2: Greg should be the Jesus cutting our turkey. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Should he hold well, two I, knives I don't, up in an, an X? Should he hold two knives Maybe up in like turkey. an X? <laughs> oh,
2: as long as he's not Judas.
0: Uh, no, that's you, Josh. No, I already Judas told I you. Care.
2: No, it's not. It's not me. <laughs> if we're doing the Last Supper, listen. If we're doing the Last Supper, it's got to be somebody from another show. Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, Greg Osterman the Third writes in as always. He says, "Hey, Xbox, a new week, a new food question, but we're going to change it up a little bit." If you could point at one of your co-hosts, what food do you think would be their favorite food and why? What is on this favorite food?
2: Corey's a sandwich. Sandwich. That was going to be the easy one. Yeah, Corey's a sandwich. Why, I am, was, I,
0: why am I the sandwich?
3: Corey, I, talk about sandwiches all it's the about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. like, it's, 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 it's either sandwiches or pizza.
0: <laughs> Look.
3: Joe is pizza. Joe we is talk pizza.
0: about one specific sandwich place on on these shows, okay? And that is Earl of Sandwich. Did you We're see the Earl, of Did you...
2: The Earl of Sandwich? Did you see Earl of Sandwich?
0: Did you see the roast beef and mac and cheese sandwich that they posted on their Twitter account?
3: Hold I on, did. Hold on, hold on, Earl. Is, is, is just like, just like it's, just like it's spelled E A R L. They're not, yeah. they're
0: not fancy Earl of Sandwich. Earl of Sandwich. Just like it sounds.
3: Hold on. Let us look at this. Where is their, where's
0: their social? Cleveland, Cleveland versus Pittsburgh. Go to
2: their website. It's on the front page.
0: Cleveland versus Pittsburgh update. The Browns are winning twenty-one to nothing in the first quarter. Um,
2: what?
1: So the only thing I will say, like mac and cheese. The spectrum of mac and cheese is such a wide spectrum. And mm-hmm. I've never had an Earl of Sandwich. So I don't know if all of their if every ingredient is expected to be top notch.
0: Oh, but it's top notch.
1: I've had some fucking flavorless mac and cheese and Bear if that mac is mac on a sandwich. Delicious yeah. I've had it, it's good. Mm-hmm. It's good. Uh, yep. Well I guess I'll have to take your word for it. You're goddamn right! <laughs> Never
3: <laughs> No, what well, Joe is right though. I've I've run across some some extremely flavorless mac and cheese. Oh,
1: you get some of that that buffet mac and cheese.
3: Oh, you you're basically you're, you're basically oh. tasting you're basically tasting watered down milk.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, Corey is uh, Corey's Corey's a unique eccentric individual, and I think that requires a unique sandwich. Corey is the holiday turkey sandwich from Earl of Sandwich. Turkey, cornbread stuffing, gravy, cranberry sauce, and mayo. Oh my god! That
3: just sounds like that's a, that just that's a
0: complex like sandwich. That. that
2: is a Corey's a complex individual. You know he he's got a little his hands are in a little bit of every pie. Have nice. you had their breakfast burrito, Corey?
0: I've had everything on their menu, jo- Joe. So that's a yes. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> this guy's waiting for endorsements. This guy's waiting for endorsements.
0: I am. They follow me on Twitter. They know.
3: Uh,
2: Corey may have Corey and I may have spent like all summer trying to get them to follow us, and yep. they retweeted Tower Casuals. They do. They okay. li- Yeah. Or, me, they they liked it and they actually listened because they replied and talked about the exact segment where we mentioned Zavala's favorite sandwich.
0: They do. Mm-hmm. They do. It was great. They did. It was awesome. It was awesome. Sorry, the Browns just had another interception. I don't know what's happening this game, but the, this is the best game the Browns have ever played. I don't care if they lose now. It's the best game they've me ever too. played.
1: What's Earl of Sandwich? What's the difference between your pizza bread and your
0: cheese pizza bread? <laughs> uh, the, it's ones the kids and ones the, the uh, oh, regular. Oh, it's just for kids. Yeah. Right. Never mind. Okay. Uh, I also, I think the cheese bread doesn't have sauce.
1: Well, no, it's just it. No, it, the the pizza. There's pizza bread and cheese pizza bread.
0: I don't. Mm. I don't see cheese bread. Mm. Well, then I don't know. I.
1: Yeah, if
2: if they if they open up one in Pittsburgh,
0: I think there's one in Philadelphia. Well, that's a drive. Yeah,
2: it's still closer than the one that I've got. The next closest for me, I think, is legitimately Florida.
1: So here's the Mm. deal, guys. And uh, anyone's invited if they. And I don't know if they'll do it this year because it'll. It happened in July last year, but they have. uh, Was it two years ago? Now they had that Halo out post-discovery in philly
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: i would be more than happy to meet up with any of you there we can go get an earl of sandwich we can have a land party let's do it i really hope they do it if they don't do it this year they will for sure do it the following year but
0: yeah
2: i want to do that or go to guardian con why not both 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 man
1: they're both like in the same week, though. I think.
0: Look, we'll just yeah, look. Choose. We'll just get media passes for Boss Rush Network, and we'll just. Corey,
2: listen, but here's the thing, Corey. One of those is near Disney World, and one of those is not. That's,
0: I I am aware, but then we'll just make a trip to Disney afterwards, right? Well, Guardian just... Con we can...
2: is literally in downtown Orlando. Oh,
0: I know.
1: I will, I will say this: we can also slow roll our media budgets so that we can have content multiple years.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm yeah that's fair you know that's see that's why joe's the smart one okay this is I don't don't anyways don't, i'm don't put baby to in a Joe is i'm gonna like a <laughs>
2: supreme pizza to me. i'm gonna what what you're you're a you're a supreme pizza like you've got you just you know everything you, you're you're the you're the boss guy like you just know it all it's all there for everybody to see
1: i know a little bit about a lot of things J- supreme pizza there you go Mm-hmm. <laughs> I uh, if I was if I was my own pizza, may, I I would just be a plain cheese pizza. I mean that's because that's just what
0: I want to eat. Oh, oh my god, the Browns are up twenty eight to
2: nothing in
3: the first. Why are they quarter. on this? Why are they on the uh, first quarter? Like wait wait who are they? Who We're are playing, they playing the Steelers. Against?
2: Steelers shout out to nerd generalist. We love you, buddy. Oh. That's okay. He hates himself right now. I want to yeah, let you guys know
0: that my favorite food, actually, in the entire world is a good, good burrito. Hmm. But yes, I agree. Joe is a supreme pizza. No sausage Josh, or pepperoni, though.
1: I was thinking long and hard about this, and I couldn't quite remember. I was trying to come up with your antithesis food, and all I know is it has a shit ton of sh- sour cream on it.
2: Oh, God. God. <laughs> You were telling me there was
1: something that you hated else. You don't like avocados either,
2: right? No, I love avocados. So, the, the sour cream thing stems from the very first podcast I ever did about six years ago with our friend Ray Apollo, and I forget how it started. We were talking about our day though, and I mentioned that I got tacos and i asked them for no sour cream i I just i don't like the texture of sour cream unless there's like a lot of like if there's like liquid cheese or something or like a whole lot of salsa like it can kind of take out that like dairy flavor to me i just don't like it gobbed in my tacos and they gave me like double or triple sour cream like i just bit in and it was a whole mouthful of sour cream and so i was relaying this story and our friend chris took it and ran with it and from that moment on when he would introduce me he would call me because I really liked Razal Ghoul on Arrow. <laughs> he would call me the Demon Sour Cream. I have not been able to shake that nickname for six years now.
0: That's, That's true. When he first appeared on this show, was the show, that I am in nickname. his
2: phone as that.
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna this keep, thing. I'm just gonna keep t- calling, I'm just gonna continue calling you that. The Demon Sour Cream, I like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll change it to the Guardian Sour Cream. Or the uh, Viking sour cream, or whatever game you're playing the next week. Uh, What are you playing after Valhalla? Uh... (laughs) No, I think it'll be about time to go back to Guardian sour cream because the new season of Destiny will drop. When's Uh, the
1: new season start in Destiny? Do we know?
0: In like two weeks, three weeks, two weeks. First
2: week of February.
0: All right, La- I'm pretty sure Laurent is just like a giant six-gallon container of muscle milk and uh, <laughs> so gummy bears. So wait, am bears. I
2: fucking sour cream? Yep. Fuck y'all. <laughs> I-, I gave y'all good answers. I thought long and hard about your answers. Uh,
0: Fuck
2: y'all.
0: Josh, I think you are, you are a very, very...
3: Hmm, what are you? What is Josh? I'm a... So i'm I'm looking at i jo- I'm looking at Josh and uh, You know it's funny because um I've watched quite a few episodes of uh of um of Arsenal, like it's it's like my Sunday night ritual. For, uh, so you guys you guys are lucky. So I mean like I like you you're, you're kind of like the last things I watch on Sunday nights before I, before I head off the bed. But um I don't know I I haven't really paid attention to a lot of the food stuff that Josh talks about. I think I'm just ready ready for the news and stuff. But I I have a funny feeling like you're like one of those big greasy burger type of guys. Hmm.
2: I mean, I'm a I'm a fairly large man. That would fit. <laughs> I feel, no, I
0: feel like I feel like Josh is the type of guy that puts eggs on his burger with some really crispy bacon.
2: Hey, I mean, hey, I really, I really do like, I I do like a good sunny side. I, hey, uh, sunny side my burgers. Josh, would you be offended
1: if I called you a Monte Cristo sandwich? No, it's
2: sophisticated.
1: I feel like it's it's both sophisticated. But once you actually look at the ingredients, you're like, oh, it's just French toast it's <laughs> a sandwich. you
3: know you know the one thing that bugs me about the money Cristo... <laughs> First off, first off,
2: I'm delicious. I'm not just a snack. I'm a full fucking buffet, okay, hey? Okay. And the Monte Cristo is the sandwich. It sounds so sophisticated. And listen, I like to think of myself as sophisticated. Kind of like it's the Monte Cristo is the kind of sandwich I imagine an asshole enjoying. I like Monte Cristos, for example. I'm an asshole. Sure, it fits. I think it it does fit. Okay. (laughs) You (laughs) wear like a hat. I am. And a Monte Cristo.
0: What? All right, now we gotta we gotta see what Leron is. What is Leron? I said a big, a big six gallon tank of Muscle Milk with some gummy bears inside, but that's just that's not that's not food. It's like
2: Matt, a. I was I, in the chat says Lebron is a super obscure whey protein gummy candy from Japan.
3: Why? <laughs> why are you <laughs> okay? What else? What else you got? What else you got?
1: Lebron, I don't I don't know you all that well, mm. but. I would say that you're probably like two chicken breasts <laughs> with a side of rice. <laughs>
3: know, what's what's the vegetable of choice? What's the, like, Oh, crepes. Steamed broccoli. Mm. Okay, okay. I I do throw down some good broccoli.
1: I like broccoli. If you and like it if, if you like broccoli, I'll throw broccoli on the plate. <laughs>
0: you'll you'll appreciate this though, Loran. I I started my I got to lose weight diet again. Okay. For the new year. the, the I, I I cut things out in stages. This week I cut out the sugar and and uh what else? Like chips and stuff, like I guess that would be your starches. Next week next week is uh is 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 bread and and like rice type stuff. So I lost eight pounds this week. I'm very proud of myself.
3: Nice, nice. Uh, I'm I'm on day 10 of a no sugar thing, and I'm about to lose my goddamn mind. I do get Saturdays, though. Saturdays I are my free day. I donuts
2: this afternoon. <sighs> because I'm stressed out, so I ate a lot of sugar today.
3: <laughs> I drank See? a lot of beer. <laughs> well, but, but for real, why is all this... This physical fitness food, because I'll be honest with you guys, like, that, that stuff's boring. Like, and and I know how to cook, so I can dress it up and, like, put all sorts of flavor and stuff I on it. That's like, boring. I feel like is,
2: like, the most sophisticated, like, f- shake that I've ever – not like a milkshake, but, like, a smoothie that I've ever seen. Like he he mixes in like your your usuals, and I, I hope I don't offend you by any of my choices. But you know, you, you got the basic fruits you throw in there, you got your strawberries, you got your bananas. Mm-hmm. You gotta add you, it's, it's Laron you know, you, you gotta add that, you gotta add some muscle milk or some protein powder or something. Cause you know, we all want to get ripped like Laron
3: get a, get a scoop of whey protein in there. He's gotta be vanilla or cookies and yeah, cream. Yeah,
2: yeah, you Like, I'm I, I see your post and I'm like, God damn, I want to be that machine. <laughs> And then I go eat a donut. <laughs> Josh is stressed out. Oh, I
3: oh oh, like, tr- oh trust me, I'm I'm round in more places than I am flat. So <laughs> I,
2: I'm I am eating uh, Christmas gobstoppers right now <laughs> and finishing a tall see, beer. To be so fair. I'm, uh, here's my see, Josh.
3: I'm, I'm so hungry just hearing you talk about gobstoppers right here's now, my, man.
1: What? Here's when Josh my... held the can up, I honestly thought it was Ready Whip. <laughs> I'm just finishing off this last can of Ready Whip.
2: Listen, <laughs> this is I'm my not, this not is not my weekend fat to do cheat. that on camera. I saved that for off-cam. Wait, what in the...
3: Oh, man. Come this on. is my weekend cheat, oh, man. Y'all are, y'all are killing me right now. Weekend oh, my cheat. God.
2: Oh, excuse me. It's dry cider. I'm drinking uh, adult apple juice.
0: Just so you know, I'm going to eat this right now and tell you how it tastes, Leron, because you're not eating sugar.
3: Ah. Oh. Wait, mm. I thought you were zero sugar right now though. I thought uh, I said
0: <laughs> Saturdays are my cheat day, and I get I get a snack on Sunday. Is this your snack okay. then, okay. or is it mm-hmm.
1: a cheat? <laughs> What's the difference between a snack and a cheat? Don't
0: don't don't complicate things here, Joe. <laughs> All, okay. right,
1: All
3: right, I won't. <sighs> okay, but uh, but honestly, um those are those are all those are all good ones I mean like shoot I will I will run my ass over to tropical smoothie and get like a really good like like m- proteined up uh you know smoothie or something like that every every once in a while but uh but my absolute favorite food is just loaded nachos mm. that is my absolute favorite thing you know and uh and and oh, there's wow. one thing there's one thing you know like um I do eat sour cream but too much sour cream on nachos will ruin it fast. You know, like it, the best thing you can do for me is like just have that really shredded melty cheese on there and just let it just, just let it sit for like a minute until it's just like this just it looks like it looks like just, just dried lava on the top of it.
1: In my peak nacho making career, which is probably about six years ago now. Mm-hmm what i used to do or love to do i used to make my own tortilla chips and like fry them Mm. like and make nachos like it was like anyway (laughs) what i used to do is take the sour cream and my avocados and put them in a bowl on the side so you could get your full chip and then scoop it at whatever ratio you want of sour cream and avocado and that is the best way to do it but it Man, is it? It's just a lot of extra bowls and work and stuff like that. <laughs> now, oh, here's here's a question, Joe. Are you are you full vegan or just vegan ish? I vegetarian. So I oh vegetarian. I okay. Do, uh, I eat way too much. I like pizza, so I I can't like not do cheese. And I've had fake cheese mm-hmm. before, and like on pizza, it's just not that great. Um, so I will do. I just don't eat. Just don't do meats, but I'll do dairy and I'll do eggs and stuff like
3: that. I eat a oh. lot of eggs. Okay. All right. Cool. So, uh, wait. Did we? Did we get everybody? Is, is we what, got everybody. We got everybody. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, that was that was cool. Uh, really, re- really, 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 reacting
2: to the game. Really, no, the muscle. my, belt, the, my
3: wife
1: I That much of a lunkhead. So you. <laughs> it's again from me knowing you from what you project. It's, it's a lot of the the workout stuff comes through.
3: Okay. Well, I've been I've been I've been I've been kind of listless uh, the past five days because uh, my personal trainer like has moved out of state now. So like uh, so Friday so Friday and I, I know he doesn't listen to this, to any of these shows. So Friday I didn't actually get up and do anything at all, Ooh. and I was I was supposed to go out and run at least once this weekend, and that didn't happen. And you know like he he texted me he texted me about an hour and a half ago like hey like if you want to we'll do a Zoom session tomorrow. I was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll, I'll do that." <laughs>
1: I have to figure out something. I I'm pretty good. Monday through Friday, my week looks like I have huel. If you guys know what huel is, for my breakfast, uh-huh. it's basically like a complete yeah. meal. Yeah. I do usually like a like a protein bar, like a complete bar for lunch as my lunch, and then I have like a normal dinner. I will work out. Usually when I wake up every morning for like thirty to forty-five minutes, but I cannot shake the tire around my belly. It's the hardest thing, man. Start running. I I run. I run every day.
3: It's 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 the hard it's the hardest thing. Honestly, like I I'm not gonna say I run every day, but I I feel like I run enough that I should have dropped a lot of the blubber that I that I carry.
1: <laughs> there's like there's this pouch that I feel like for the most part, like I would say from my feet. To my butt is like pretty good. Like it, it looks like when I'm in like my my Skippies and I'm like I'm like you know what it's not bad. And then as soon as I get to my belly, it's just like this like, eh. it's like this roll that like falls over. It's like what are you doing? It looks it's like hanging on to me. It's like cliffhanger. It's like ah I got you
0: bitch. This is like do it. I, I can only. So understand.
1: close to looking like a human being.
0: I can only imagine Greg's face when we answer his questions and the rails that we go off of just. Based it's on right, his questions alone.
1: Right. I used to do this in high school all the time to my like a few select teachers. He knows what he's doing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> penny yeah, on my I, I, I was would all yeah, be so guilty trying. of doing this mainly to substitutes.
3: Yeah this this morning this morning I got up and I actually jumped on the scale yeah. and you know uh, I'm, I'm below 240 which is like actually my goal is to get into the two is is to get into the low 230s but uh so you know i said you know I was feeling good about myself so you know ripped off the shirt and everything like looked in the mirror and did a little pinch test and I was like, "Wow! Like I still have a fupa." (laughs) I haven't heard that word in like ten years. Put my my shirt back on and went right back to bed.
1: If I could get spanks that looked like skin, that's a problem. That's what I want.
0: I uh, man, okay. Um...
3: (laughs) Hmm. Corey's got a nice vision in his head now.
0: No. Nah, you just threw me off by using that word and it's just a word I haven't heard in a very long time uh so my goal I'm I'm six65 my goal is to be around 240 235 mm. so that's that's my goal it's
3: about it's about 30 pounds 235 was my initial goal and my stretch goal now is two, 225 so that, I think if I get if I get any <clears throat> lower than that I'm just gonna look weird
0: (laughs) yeah well the highest i ever won was was 359 oh wow the lowest i ever was was 218 Mm. and when i was the lowest everybody told me i looked really weird so
1: you were born at 218 pounds
0: was born what you said the lowest oh
3: (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry
2: (laughs) Uh. continue
3: no, um, it, it's it's crazy you say that because um because I I used to work I used to work for the shipyard down here and uh, and that's a and that breeds a sedentary lifestyle you know because I had a, I had a desk job but it was more of a processing job so you know I did get out and do things so I thought I was doing something uh, one night we were processing some stuff and we just happened to be around one of those industrial scales so me and me and the guy that me and the, me and the, the guy I was with we were like hey let's um hey let's see how much we weigh let's step on this thing yeah. I stepped on that thing that that goddamn thing said three hundred and one pounds and I was like oh. Lifestyle change right now wound yeah. up wound up dropping wound up dropping like sixty some odd pounds and everything, mm-hmm. and and everybody and everybody swore up and down like I I like basically I was an AIDS or a cancer patient. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, uh... no joke. Uh, sorry, I had
1: a similar thing. I was at work. I was in like our shipping department area. Mm-hmm. And everyone was doing it. it's like oh how much do you weigh? And, like getting on the scale, and weighing themselves. I am five nine. And I weighed 250 pounds. And, like, I didn't realize that, like, shit happened. You know? And I was like, oh, man. It's like that moment you, you like, feel shitty about yourself. And I started then walking to work every day and, like, doing, like, a more regimented, like, like okay, I'm not going to have, like, six eggs every morning for breakfast. I'll just, like, have, like, a sensible, normal meal. And I lost. I was down to two uh, 185. And then when I started seeing friends, they're like are, like, are you okay? And I was like, Yeah, I'm fine. I feel I feel great. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like it's like well, it's like I didn't know if you were sick
3: or something. And be like, Oh, thanks. It's a lot of hard work to look this sick. <laughs> well, right? Yeah. The, the the ones I hate the most are you look better with all, you look better with all the weight on. And I was like, Yeah. And I was a walking heart attack waiting to happen. Seriously?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um,
3: says says every doctor.
0: Yeah. So yeah, it's uh I gotta. I don't know. It's <laughs> food is too good, though. You know what I mean? I, like, I,
3: I, yeah, that's it. It's I'm, too I'm. I'm. Accessible. A, also I'm true. A, also true. Also, it, a it doesn't. Heart.
0: It doesn't help when you can get a beef burrito at Taco Bell for a dollar, and then the salad at the X place over is like thirteen. And you're like, oh, well, I can eat thirteen beef burritos for the cost of that salad.
1: It, you're right. It really kind of stinks. Like that's. That's the one of the worst parts is that, like, there's such a time constraint, on I think, on most people. I want to do so much in one day in addition to, like, work, family, personal stuff. The eating – and I do enjoy, like, food, but it's, like, so hard to, like, focus on, like, making a meal and prepping a meal, especially mm-hmm. one that's good for you, and then getting food that's perishable is, like, the best way. But then you have to, like, worry about, like, okay, I get this much food. I don't want to go to the store every day, so I have to cook these meals all in a row. It, and it's so it's so much easier to just eat junk that tastes better and mm-hmm. is
3: faster to make. I don't know. Yeah, my roommate asked me my roommate asked me just uh just Friday night. He was like he's like, hey, why'd you stop meal prepping? I was like, you know, the easiest part the easiest part of the whole thing is going to the grocery store and getting it. <laughs> and i love to cook. I love to cook. That's the but you know it, it it's become the world's biggest chore.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Well, this is an Xbox podcast. I'm sure somebody (laughs) forgot along the way. Uh, This is Arsenal X, the Xbox podcast, where each and every Sunday night, live on twitch.tv slash Boss Rush Games Live, we discuss the world of Xbox with our friends from around the internet. If you can't join us live, you can head on over to youtube.com slash Boss Rush Games and podcast services every Tuesday to check out the show. Leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify. Rate and subscribe wherever you watch us. And, uh, you know, share it because it really helps. So I feel like we have a, a, a decent show, I would say. Uh, it really helps us out. And you can check out our family of shows, including Crossroads, the PlayStation podcast, which Laron hosts over on Twitch.tv Exodus803. Uh, follow him as well, because uh, Crossroads is going to start living there, I think, in the near future, you know. So, uh, anyways, we have a couple topics here to talk about. Uh, I don't know. Do we just want to answer the questions or do we want to talk about these? I had, I was scrounging the internet for Xbox topics.
2: I would say do the questions. I think you got more than enough that you can talk about there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So we're, we're gonna, we're just going to get into our questions. Uh, we have a lot of discussions about these, uh, about, about these questions anyway. So. Uh, our friend Antonio Guillen at hypecaster on Twitter, uh, writes in, he says, what comes to game pass in 2021 that shocks the gaming world? Uh, now one of the original topics I had at the, at, in the news and topics was, uh, there's, there's been some, a little bit of rumors floating around that you, Ubi, the Ubisoft service at, at some form of it would hit game pass ultimate this year. Uh, just It's just rumor and speculation, Uh, But I feel like there's enough out there that maybe Microsoft has at least talked to Ubisoft about bringing it over to Game Pass.
3: Uh,
2: Yeah, so I actually heard this rumor last summer, back in late June, early July, leading up to the Xbox summer event, and... I remember being a little bit surprised it didn't get announced because Microsoft's been really close with Ubisoft this generation, mm-hmm. like specifically when it comes to Assassin's Creed and Far Cry titles, right? And then even even Division Two, um, you know, I believe that was a pack in as well. Uh, in addition to all the Assassin's Creeds have had uh, their own bundles with Xbox One as well, and then we got the EA Play announcement, and I was like, okay, so that's that's what that talk was about. It was for EA and not for Ubisoft. I think. The majority of like the more hardcore people into the ecosystem would enjoy a Ubisoft over EA Play. Like, EA Play, though, is great for the casual gamers. Mm -hmm. You're getting them in there with the sports, you're getting them with Battlefield, you're getting them with Need for Speed, you're getting them with, you know, there's there's BioWare. Well, (laughs) there's BioWare games. Uh, You're getting them with, you know, Battlefront, you're getting them with Star Wars, like, you're getting them with all sorts of stuff. Ubisoft, it's like, okay, well, you're getting them with the same games just reskinned every time they come out. If they do this between the Bethesda acquisition and EA Play already being a part of it, I don't see there's any way that Game Pass does not go up in price. I'm already anticipating a price increase by the end of the year purely because of the Bethesda acquisition. They need to pay off, mm-hmm. um, and I, I mean let, let's let's not mince words here. Like Game Pass does bonkers numbers. Okay, like it is it is a straight stream of revenue. I keep seeing people go, well, it makes so much money. Why don't we have more third party games coming? You don't have that because Microsoft wants to keep that to fund their own projects. And it's a smart move. Mm-hmm. That's how they were able to justify getting Bethesda. Was they showed it to the CEO and he's like, "Uh, yeah, let's do this. This makes business sense." Like that's a massive acquisition. That's that's three Star Warses. Mm-hmm. That's three Star yeah. Warses that they paid for. Or excuse me, two. We, we paid two Star Warses for it. Um, that's crazy. Don't
0: forget that Indiana Jones was put into that deal too, man. It's
2: yeah, it's Lucas. You right. know what I mean? <laughs> it's like so you already have you have multiple. Like, acclaimed RPG franchises joining. You have two more, like, long-time, like, legacy first-person shooters that have been going on forever and are super critically acclaimed across the board. And then you've got a massive MMO, like, probably the biggest MMO on consoles, frankly, all joining. So what could possibly top any of that that's already coming? For me, it would have to be either, like, some big fighting game coming on day one, or... I think it's going to be a JRPG, frankly. Uh, um, I was saying this last year, um, especially as we got out of this summer event and we started seeing the Conspiracy Blue Controller appear everywhere. Um, I think Persona 5 could come to Game Pass this year. It would be the first time that a mainline Persona game has not been only on a PlayStation console, that it has come to an air console. Let's remember, Persona 5 hasn't even come to Switch yet, which shocks me. They're getting strikers, but they have or scramblers, whatever it's called. But they haven't gotten the actual Persona Five game, despite Joker being in Smash and everything else. Phil keeps wanting them to have a foot in Japan. So, hmm. what if it's Persona? On the flip side, I could see Final Fantasy Seven remake the second that exclusivity period is up. Bam!
3: Here you go. It's mm-hmm. on. Game I, Pass. Well, they already I said. M- the I think that's the one.
0: Yeah, I, they already said multiple Final Fantasy games are coming to Game Pass this year. Uh, I mean, it, it's just a continuation of what we yeah. saw last year, like 10, 10, 2, 12.
2: That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. My, with me. I mean, I, I think either one of those would be huge.
0: My thing, too, is like it could be Final Fantasy 14 also coming to Xbox for the first time.
2: I, so not as well, not, I not to not to, gain, game pass. not to
0: gain not to gain foothold in Japan. But just yeah. in general, like, maybe you no, get... No, I,
2: I think fourteen is coming. I couldn't believe that they didn't... I thought fourteen was what they were going to announce last year in the pre-show. Mm-hmm. When we got the Square Enix announcements, we got the one about Balan, uh, Balan Wonderland, and we got the one about Dragon Quest XI uh, Complete Edition coming. Mm-hmm. I I do think Final Fantasy fourteen is coming this year, but uh, that wasn't my prediction solely because this was asking about Game Pass. The only other thing I can think is uh, Hades. The second it releases on Xbox, it comes to Game Pass.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could I could see that too. So, that's
2: a good but comment. I I think I think remake or Persona is, is the one. That's that's a genre that they've dabbled in, but that they definitely don't have a studio that can pump one of those out. Mm-hmm. So, what do you guys
1: think that we consolidate the whole Game Pass Xbox Live thing?
2: Uh, I I think Xbox Live Gold goes away this year.
0: Mm-hmm. I bet. I bet I bet if they want third party game and third party companies to join Game Pass. Like I feel like you having two separate tiers now with Game Pass and Game Pass Ultimate. I feel like Game Pass and that you already see this with the EA Play stuff where like Game Pass is for like Xbox first party games, like base first party games and indies and stuff, whereas Ultimate even if it goes up 5 bucks a month, that's where you get EA Play, that's where you get the Ubisoft stuff, that's where you get the extra expansion stuff for first-party games.
2: Um, to be abundantly clear, 20 is the absolute most I will ever pay for Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Even Ultimate. I, I will I not pay
1: $20. But I think that they're... I wonder... I would be curious what their actual margins are as far as, like... Because, like, I have never paid full price, I don't think, for Xbox Live, Game Pass, or anything. Yeah. I now have Game Pass. I can't redeem the game pass that came with my console until next year because i'm already at the limit Mm -hmm. like i'm i'm Uh, i have two years as well yeah i'm i'm through uh like march of or april of 2021 Mm -hmm. um and you can only do what is it three years at a time something like that yeah so i have to wait to redeem before i can even get that out of the way so i i I'm curious, like, I, I know that they say, like, even... If, I, I couldn't tell you what the cost of all the tiers are right now. It's, like, $15, right? 15 it's is 10 ultimate. $15. hmm And Xbox Live is $5 S- a month? Seven. 7 7
0: It's $60 a year.
1: Well, like, even that, like, most of the time when you see it, it's, like, $40. It's on sale mm-hmm. for $40 right. somewhere. Right. And yeah. they have all those deals that, you like, you pay a penny and they convert over whatever it is to Game Pass and, and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what their actual like margins are. Like, what are they expecting the average person to pay for, for like Game Pass? Mm -hmm. There's probably some schlub that's paying out of pocket fifteen dollars a month. Mm -hmm. Even fifteen dollars a month is not terrible. Mm -hmm. That's what that's what like any video streaming service call like costs like That that
2: is that is what I pay for. That well, that's what I would be paying for HBO if it wasn't included with my internet, and And I would gladly pay that fifteen dollars for HBO. So yeah. But anything above that, it's like, okay, we start getting into the realm of is this really worth it? The only way I would want to pay more, like one, I know you gotta pay for the Bethesda acquisition, okay. If they included Ubisoft, I would do that, but then I think you have a real risk of how much are they paying out of pocket to cover what people won't be spending on physical games See, for those
1: companies. I, I think they, they're gonna not make it up with increasing the cost. I think they're gonna make it up with increasing the access. I would wager that through xCloud we are going to see at some point announced this year that you're going to access xCloud through a new medium. And I think that might be like TV.
0: I think it's TV smart apps. Bill's already
2: said that we're going to get xCloud through PCs. We're getting it on TVs and we're getting it on iOS this year. Like those are their three that we're getting it on this year. So
1: I think that's how they're going to make up the
2: margin. You're going to see new subscriptions to people that do not have anything i think regardless you're gonna get the ubisoft subscription on xbox no matter what like it's from what i understand it's gone over really well on uh pc and it does work differently than ea play ea play like there's two different ea ones on pc there's ea play and there's ea origin i think Mm -hmm. um Or Origin Prime or whatever, where you get the games on release day. Whereas EA Play, we got to wait for them to go into the vault. Still a phenomenal deal, you know. I was fine with paying my $30 a year for it already. Um, Ubisoft, I I would pay for that because you get your games day one with them. And it would actually make me play things like Assassin's Creed or Far Cry when they come out. Rather than waiting like two months for them to drop to half off.
0: Like months. Immortals, it's like three I'm weeks.
2: Hit 30, yeah, <laughs> Immortals is like thirty dollars already, and I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'm getting Immortals next. Like, I I have less of a problem, I guess, with Ubisoft because I enjoy, I tend to, despite how much I complain about them, I generally enjoy those games a little bit more. But I, I I don't know. Like, I'd still rather I think see them them make another deal to bring another service to Game Pass invest that money into, like, some small teams into like, some indie exclusives, into third-party deals. Like, we've got... Stalker 2 is going to come day one. Give me more stuff like that. You know, give me more stuff like Tetris Effect Connected coming. Like, oh, it's basically just DLC for Tetris Effect, but we didn't have that on Xbox. Cool. This is exclusive now. Like, give me stuff like that. That's what I want to see.
1: I would rather
2: you spend the money on that than on another subscription service that's a part of Game Pass.
1: I would have rather seen... Like, if they're looking to, like, make up revenue some way that's not through any Mm -hmm. of these other things, I would rather them see, instead of giving me, as a new subscriber, free two months of Disney Plus, like, let me tack on my Disney Plus subscription to your subscription and, like, give me, like, a dollar or two off a month or something. Mm -hmm. Like, I would, like, I know, like, uh, what is it? There's a, like, Amazon does this where you Mm -hmm. can subscribe to, like, Showtime and everything through there. So everything's, like, kind of in one package. Uh, I I do it through iTunes, so yeah. I would rather Xbox do something like that where it's just like, let me consolidate something mm-hmm. and I'll do it
2: through one thing. And I'm sure they get a cut if, you know, you're doing it through their medium or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I don't know. That That's why Apple doesn't want you to be able to sign up directly for subscription services or, like, buy through your Kindle on their platform. is because Amazon doesn't want to give them that money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Correct. Yeah. So.
2: yeah. There's. Yeah, there's a
1: lot of weird rules
0: like that do the last just the last like i have a lot of apple stuff i'm already like kind of ingrained in that ecosystem but like mm-hmm. like i put in the discord i i, I said Loran i need a pc uh half jokingly but like just the half the things that happened with apple and other apps this year i would say has made me really consider leaving that ecosystem <laughs> it's like
1: i won't i won't leave apple because of the security Mm -hmm. nature of it especially with my phone Mm -hmm. in particular yeah but i will say that i don't mean to cut you off Corey. i apologize no that we have two apple we have two like television scenarios in our house outside of like computers and tablets and stuff like that one upstairs one downstairs both had apple tvs previously on it now i have a playstation 5 upstairs and an xbox uh series x downstairs I have no need for an Apple TV anymore because now the Apple TV app is on both of those consoles. So I have access to my whole library and I still have access to Netflix, YouTube, Hulu, HBO, all that stuff. So we now are in the process of like, I still have them hooked up, but we have the media remotes and we're doing like a trial of being like no Apple TVs.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: See how it goes. Yeah.
0: Uh, Yeah. No, I, I I probably, I mean... I'm probably not going to leave the Apple ecosystem but I'm just saying it like I, it had me consider it for the first time in a while. So, um, but anyways, let's, let's, uh, we answer the, we answer we answered the question, right? That was the question. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, our next question comes from, uh, Jeff James from the diggity podcast. Uh, he uh, asks, "Do you think it is possible that Xbox will start to look into a way to create a middle controller group that uh, accompanies the features of the PS5 controller while not being as expensive as the Elite, given its popularity so far?" Um, I think What's so because the... they've they've already What's... they're already surveying people on that if yeah. they if they like like directly referencing <clears throat> the DualSense controller and if they would be mm. interested if, in uh, implementing those features into the xbox controller um so So, i i wouldn't be surprised if you saw like an upgraded version of the xbox controller within a year
2: uh i definitely can see that coming and that would enable things like haptic trigger feedback um and pressure triggers to be Mm -hmm. put um into more games more games could be built for that um and could take advantage of that because we've seen this before when Uh, when one controller does something that doesn't mean that everybody else uses it you know um and we were like oh these are cool features but we can't use them because they're not valid on other controllers like we gotta map the controller in some really weird way or something you know like an xbox it's us clicking down on a lot of thumbsticks or like having to double click whereas like on ps4 it's oh let's just hit the touch bar yeah it's basically r3 or something um if you do this, I think the regular controllers go down to they're almost always on sale anyways. I they permanently they're go on, down like 35 or 40 dollars.
0: They're on Amazon all the time for like 40 bucks.
2: Yeah. I I think you take the regular you take the regular series you take the Series X controller and you bump it down to like 35, 40 dollars. You can still use your spe, little special editions or whatever. <laughs> and I think you introduce kind of like your intermediate controller at $60, sixty, sixty five, basically comparable to the dual is what, seventy? 70
3: one of those, mm-hmm. yeah, they are.
2: They're 70 bucks yeah. now, I, dude. Undercut it by like five, ten bucks, like just hit within that price range. And then you've still got the elite for those who want like the absolute best experience. There's no way an elite series three is not coming this year, mm-hmm. like it's coming this year or early next year. It just flat out is. Mm-hmm. So, why not do a complete controller refresh alongside that? You're gonna have to put.
1: You're not gonna have that on double A's though. Like no, you, I I think you would you would have to shift to. A you have to it. have a lithium battery in
0: there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, as it stands right now, I so I have played a lot of my PlayStation Five this week, in particular. Uh, I don't know why, just like stars aligned. <laughs> no, it, it's upstairs, so like the ki- like mostly like the kids can play it. Um. And I, here's the thing that I would say about it. This would be my biggest concern, is that PlayStation does this every year with like a con- or not every year, every console release with a new controller. They have some sort of feature that is pretty cool and innovative, and is very impressive at launch because the first all year, of, all of the party, all the titles are spend investing in that like debut of like, hey, let's really showcase these features of the console. Sony is so good at that think of like the original dual shock 3 with the the six axes
3: yeah yep the six
1: they had the the bowling game you had uh like all those all the mini games that you could download on like the the store for like the there was that little duck game that i liked with the the little pools of water and you could go around and collect (laughs) all the ducks anyway they do that but then it just kind of gets shelved for a really long time because the amount of extra development time to do that is too much. Now Sony first party mm-hmm. titles will probably take advantage of that always. They've always done that uncharted. Mm-hmm. I think always does stuff like that.
0: Oh yeah. Infamous but then, but, did it with the DualShock where you had to shape oh, the controller the, like the, a spray it, can.
1: It was it's neat, like it is cool, but like and then even but even look at Nintendo. Nintendo did the same thing with they have the haptic feedback in their little things and the infrared sensor and all that stuff that just is like... Ask
0: me how many games that it's used in. You know? I,
1: I, I think two. <laughs> two that I'm aware of is that one... Uh, it's one-two Switch
0: like, and Clubhouse yep. games.
1: Oh, there's a, then there's the, uh, the cardboard one, too. Oh. With the game full of cardboard. Oh, Labo. Name. Labo. Labo. Uh, they use most of those features. And don't get me wrong. I think all of that stuff is cool. But I guarantee you that as soon as a studio is crunching, trying to get a product done... They're like, what's the first thing it's going to cut? It's going to be the optional haptic stuff. And then mm-hmm. it, eventually the PlayStation down the line is going to be like, you know what? We're going to we could save costs if we just cut out the haptic in this controller, sell the controller for 30 bucks, 40 bucks. And then since not all the games use it and then people will just kind of forget about it. I hope that doesn't happen. It is genuinely very impressive. Yeah, it's my, very
3: impressive. In- in my personal review of that controller, I, I was like, "This is the this is the most fantastic thing Sony has ever done with their systems." And they've done a lot. Of in, they've done a lot of innovative stuff with their systems. But the DualSense controller was amazing, and it and it would honestly it would honestly be a great thing that you know when if Microsoft you know can get can get a piece of that pie you know because uh, the the uh, the DualSense controller is now usable on on PC and Linux systems. It's the first
2: time for me, I think in god probably two generations where and a, a little bit is for personal bias where i can say that i think that the two controllers are pretty damn equal if not with the slight edge going to the dual sense um i personally don't like how the dualshock 3 or 4 feel just in my hands my hands feel really cramped playing it um but i love the 360 controller i loved its evolution to the xbox one the series x controller really isn't that different And that's both a good and a bad thing. You gave me improved triggers and an improved D-pad. That's about all I wanted. And that share button. We finally have a quality share button on an Xbox controller. Then you look at DualSense and you're like, fuck, I wish we had that.
3: (laughs) I was actually, I was actually kind of underwhelmed um, by the um, by the new by the new Xbox controller. Get
2: out! get out! Send him back to Crossroads.
3: <laughs> I was. I mean, I use I use an Xbox controller for most of my PC gaming, except for like specialized stuff and that's bluff. Yes. But I was, I was kind of underwhelmed. I was, ex- I was expecting. I don't know. Like this, this is technically a refresh. I was expecting something different. You know, not saying I'm that really they.
2: Doing- don't like it. Yet. Like, I Look. like the familiar area of it. Like, you've been playing with the same controller for some of us for almost 15 years. Yeah. Just with better, permanently better. That's great. They took the Sony approach with that, because, I mean, like, largely a lot of the DualShocks felt similar until similar. about the mm-hmm. PS4. The DualSense, though, like, that's the perfect shape of controller for me. I like the bigger game pads. That's why I like the Pro Controller so much. Holy shit. That thing feels so great in my hands. I love it. I love it. I'm buying a PS5 almost strictly for the controller right now. I'm not joking either.
1: The controller is great. It's really good. My only my problem with the the only problem I have with the the Dual Sense is the PlayStation button. The actual PlayStation yeah, button that, is, that is, yeah. is like the shape of the logo.
3: Oh it's
2: yeah,
1: that oh, yeah. uh,
3: yeah. is my. That is my gripe, too, because, like, because once they made the PlayStation button a feature on the controllers, there's always that round, circular thing that's really smooth to the touch and everything. It's like, why did you make it a PlayStation logo? Because sometimes I'll thumb over it and, and, you know, like, it doesn't it doesn't even register in my brain that, you know, it's like an actual button. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: it's why I like how the ad that's like what I like about the Xbox is it's now like deep into the controller Like so, if you thumb your butt, if you run your thumb over it, you're not going to accidentally trigger it unless you actually press down, Mm -hmm. and it's like far enough up there that you're not accidentally bumping it. Mm
1: -hmm. So where I would see these two thoughts converging for Xbox, so this is what I would like. So the cool thing about the Dual Sense, I mean, is obviously the haptic, but it's the variation in trigger pulls to me. I mean, yes, the the vibration uh, is neat, but I, for whatever reason, when I play Xbox, I play a lot of competitive games. I, it's a lot of first-person shooters. It's very... I'm looking for like the minimal edge that I can eke out of everything. Um, I would love to see, because the Elite Series 2 is very cool, that you have a lot of customization that you can go and I can tighten and loosen uh, my analog sticks. I can change... The trigger pulls on it. I would love that if I could do that digitally through haptics uh, so that I could change the feel of my controller, but not for the sensation of like feeling like this thing or feeling like that thing, but just actually getting more resistance, what it like, change it more dynamically. So when I'm sniping, maybe the controller automatically makes it so that my sensitivity is a little different. Or, you know, if I'm playing a first person shooter, I can have this one trigger pull, like have a very short pull on it, while the other one for like the ADSing has a little bit longer variance to it. Um, I w- If I could do that through Haptics, I think that would be really cool. I think it would come out with a new level of customization while opening the door for all the cute stuff, the fun stuff. But Xbox doesn't have a great lineup of immersive, immersive story-driven games where I feel like they're really going to take advantage of that. I mean, yeah, it'll be neat, yeah. but it'll seem like a copy unless they do. Some, they add their own flavor on top of it.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I I don't know. I I, I don't mind the Xbox controller. Uh, you know, I, I couldn't have said any of it better than any of you did. I I do expect some sort of middle ground controller though um, coming within the next year with some of these features. I I actually might even expect an Elite version three sometime down the road with these features in it as well um, at some point, not this coming year, but probably like in the next two or three years or something.
1: Um, I, I want an elite series three that's halo themed. And if I don't get one, you've made a mistake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All take right.
1: Another $200 from me. <laughs>
0: we're going to, we're going to move on to our next question. Uh, Eric Hathaway writes and he says, what is a genre that Xbox is missing in its announced catalog. Uh, <laughs> no,
2: go ahead. Go ahead. I'll let <laughs> you go right. first.
1: I I had just said it. Immersive, story-driven,
3: <laughs> single-player games. That was exactly what I was about to say. They're, they're few and far between, in my opinion, in the Xbox in the Xbox library, especially uh, especially when you look. You know, on the first party side, yeah, like you know, like Ubisoft throws out one, you know, every every so often, you know. EA yeah, no, no, no. we're one. we're
2: talking exclusives here. We're talking exclusives. Yeah, should be exclusive. Yeah. yeah, specifically from Microsoft too. None of this like third party. Like, oh, well, Final Fantasy VII big No, 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 nothing like that. Published by Microsoft Game Studios.
3: Yeah, they need they need it. They they. Honestly, and this is the one thing that I hear a lot of X- Xbox gamers—they're—they're they're, they're clamoring for. They want this. They want the the Spider-Man experience. They want yeah. the Uncharted experience. They want they they want all these experiences and stuff like that. I mean, and yeah, like it needs to be first party. I mean, like technically, Hellblade is technically first party now. You know, he is first. Yeah. Yeah, but that, but you know, like they're still
0: like not that, on a level of like a. I mean, the things no, they did. No, no, it, no. I'm
3: not trying to say. That no, that
0: no, no. I know. I'm just. Clarifying for some of the people who are listening, like it's still not on the. It's Xbox doesn't have their Uncharted, their Last of Us, their God of War, no. right? They they, I think Xbox desperately needs something like that to it's something.
2: That I oh go ahead sorry uh, oh just to about.
0: to bring themselves up into the conversation. Like you can have all the Halos and Perfect Darks and Gears that you want. I I do legitimately think that Gears Five was the first step in that direction um i but it's not it, it was like a baby step in that direction
2: so two, a couple of thoughts on this um before i get to what i think uh about the actual answer to the question one it does take quite a bit to build up those teams sony did not mm-hmm. pull this off overnight um if anybody really remembers the playstation 3 era I mean, yeah, you had the Uncharted series and you had The Last of Us, you really didn't have any, and you had God of War 3, you really didn't have any other, like, major story-driven games, right? That Mm -hmm. really happened with the PlayStation 4 and with Sony finally doing what I hope Microsoft is starting to do, which is telling their teams, like, okay, we don't know if this is going to work out, but you're welcome to try. Which we know is what they said about Horizon, Uh, I believe they said about the original Last of Us too. like, oh, we don't know, but go for it. Like, you know, go for it. like you've convinced us, go for it. Like, um who was it? Um God, I'm for I'm forgetting his name right now. Um the uh, studio director of Santa Monica. He
3: Cory Barlog? Oh Barlog. Corey
2: Barlog. Barlog. Corey yeah. Barlog. I knew it was Corey something and I didn't want to like call him the wrong Corey. Uh it's I almost me. said Cory Taylor and I'm like nah. It's it's me. Uh, he said that he had to argue with them about why God of War was a good idea. Because the last couple of God of Wars, you know, had been... Some of them have been portable. And then you had Ascension, which really underperformed. And he was Mm -hmm. like, we basically knew, like, if this wasn't a 10 out of 10 game, like, our studio could possibly close. Yeah. They kind of knew that about Horizon as well. Like, Horizon was known for making Killzone. For, like, making B-tier Halo. And then they both turned out some of the best experiences of the entire generation. Like, what happened was such an anomaly. But those teams are so strong now... It's going to be seen as less and less of an anomaly as we go on, you know, bringing Insomniac underneath that first party banner. I see some of the story driven games that they did, like Quantum Break. I think Quantum Break is a great story driven single player game like Remedies games usually are. There was and I've addressed this so many times. There was no promotion behind that game. None whatsoever.
3: There there wasn't.
2: Microsoft and particularly I'm going to name names here particularly Aaron Greenberg and his team do not seem to understand. You can market a game that is not a shooter or a racer. You are in fact allowed to do that. I promise you, nobody's going to get upset with you. If you don't promote something, that's not gears, halo or Forza. Like you are allowed to promote, lesser-known games. Ori and the Will of Wisps came out last year, was a game-of-the-year contender. I did not know it was out except for one person who tweeted, oh, hey, I guess I can talk about this now. I've been playing Will of Wisps for a couple of days now. It's out today. You guys should pick it up. You, right. know, what's,
3: you know what's crazy? What's crazy about Ori is I thought that was a PC title. I didn't even realize that it, it, was, a, it was supposed to be an Xbox you know title. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And it's just you have these unique experiences. And I mean, yes, I'm not I'm not trying to equate that Will of Wisps is on the level of a God of War. I mean, for some people it's like for me, it's not for me. I mean God of War is my game of the generation. I hope that we're gonna see some of those experiences going forward because that's one of my two answers for this is that I think they really, really, really need that. Um, and I still think it's going to be a while i think perfect dark is going to be a step in that direction because that is like that's more of like a stealth game like that's kind of like trying to be their answer to like a splinter cell or a metal gear solid i think which is great those are those are good story-driven games as well right and i think there's different categories of being a dynamic single-player story-driven game like we're seeing xbox double and like quadruple down on immersive rpgs like, they want to be the home of RPGs like the OG Xbox was, with, you know, it being the home of Elder Scrolls, Fable, Fallout, uh, whatever Exile is working on. We talked about Hellblade. We, you know, they, we know that the team over there is doing Project Mara as well, which is a horror-style game. Like, I'm excited for these because these are such unique experiences. You've got the X quantic Dream devs that have set up shop with Microsoft now, like, that's the one like if you want to peg one that will be an early indicator if they're going to take this seriously this generation and be like yeah we're actually listening to you guys we're not going to try to buy something like rise of the tomb raider again we're actually going to make it in-house and promote it that is an early one but you have to let people know these games are there and not be like well you know we told them it was coming to game pass in a blog post or on a social media post yeah no i want to i want to see i want to see dev diaries i want to see feature stories whether it be you know on online with like ign first or in the pages of game informer like i want to see you guys take looks into this i want blog posts on it like i said dev diaries like sony does this for so many games they let us know where they're at stop announcing things so far out with cinematic trailers and it still be two to three years away you gotta stop doing that
3: question uh, what's the official microsoft like the xbox games website like you know like sony has playstation blog nintendo xbox uh, wire xbox wire okay yeah. you know i i hardly ever see articles come come you know they get shared or put out by by them no. so i didn't even know it existed. i almost
2: never see it get put out. it's it, the sh- the shame of it is the part the things that are written on there are actually really well written and mm-hmm. i like being able to search within there But it's very much acts as a press release site more than anything. It's Mm -hmm. not like as easily accessible as like PlayStation Blog, for example. PlayStation Blog is, that's the ideal way. Like that's a mixture of a press release and you're hearing from devs on there. With Microsoft very much just their own PR people who are fantastic people,
3: but holy shit, get into some other mediums or at least tell us that these things are out. Here's the one. Here's the one thing I'll say as the, out, as the outsider looking in, because I host a, I host a Crossroads show, so that's a PlayStation show. I'm also a PC gamer, so technically, so technically, you know, I'm kind of an Xbox gamer, but I'm not exactly an Xbox gamer. The one thing I've noticed from the outside looking in is that um is and and what I can't figure out is like did, did Microsoft build the culture that single player experiences weren't a thing, or did the or did the way gamers uh, reacted to everything they made they made Microsoft feel like the single player immersive games weren't the thing.
0: I just feel like the way that you know Halo and later Call mm-hmm. of Duty kind of came up and made Xbox Live what it is. I just feel like yeah, I feel like the culture around Xbox has always been centered around multiplayer. Even mm-hmm. with even with uh, the original Xbox, where like they it came with an Ethernet port, and then Xbox Live yes. a couple years later with Rainbow Six Three, and later Halo Two. Not like, even
2: a couple years later, it literally came out like. Eight months after launch, maybe. Yeah, we had that's... a mecha assault in uh, yeah. uh, like August two thousand and two.
3: Mm-hmm. That's yeah. one of the coolest things. That's one of the coolest things Microsoft has done. Microsoft actually revolutionized LAN parties with console systems. LAN yeah. parties,
2: but they were also like the first real console. I feel to have an, a working online system like you can talk with your friends over voice chat like you could on PC. You couldn't do that on any of your consoles before. Like PlayStation 2 did it with SOCOM, but let's not pretend that SOCOM and Final Fantasy Eleven were on the level of Halo 2, oh no Rainbow Six Three, Ghost Recon Island Thunder, Mech Assault. Madden. And when that, I remember when EA came to Xbox Live, how big of a deal that was. Mm-hmm. Microsoft no longer oh, yeah. had to make their own sports games. What do you they mean?
0: Like, a- oh. NFL, uh, what was it? A fever wasn't good with uh, super roided out Peyton Manning. And...
2: <laughs> no. I mean, dude, I remember playing NFL 2K5 on the OG Xbox. And mm-hmm. it's like, that was such a huge part of their identity going into the 360. Them be, and even from the entire 360 era, them being able to brag, we have the best online. We have we are the best yes. place to play this and that. It was not until I would say, probably a year or two in the PS4 that we could have a legit conversation and say, I mean, perks aside, like PlayStation Plus perks aside, that these services are on equal footing now. Mm-hmm. So, I
1: remember whenever PlayStation... Came out like play, it was PlayStation 3 is when they really started to compete online, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it was a shit show, like, there would be I would wait in lobbies forever. The chat just like really wasn't there, they didn't have a standardized
0: you had to go, you had to go into the browser to buy the games,
1: yeah. But they, they, there was a time period in PlayStation 3. Around, I don't know if you remember this or if you, any of you remember this, but they the the store was like hacked and was down for like yeah.
3: months. Like yeah, it was the store, like there was two big ones. Uh, there there was the first one, which definitely was a DDoS intrusion. You know that happened right around the holiday period too. Like it was it was it was a terrible time, and like it it, it stayed broken. For, I, I want to say through February. You know, it was a long time. Yeah. And then the second one was when Sony had to take down all the services because uh, Geohot's basically broke the firmware yeah. system and and was able to hack and homebrew the Playstations and stuff like that. Yeah, like yeah, there's been some really dark days of uh, with PlayStation Online. And uh, I mean, like when I say they took down the services, they took down the music service, they took down Everything. the movie service. They, they, I mean, like I, I had people who had Sony televisions that that you know Sony was coming out with their smart TVs that you know was plugged into like the, mm-hmm. the movie service mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and that was down. And they were like, they're like, hey, well, if I buy a PlayStation, can I do this? Like, no, you can't.
1: <laughs> and like for Xbox, like it goes down for a couple hours, and everyone shits the bed. And they're like, I hope I get a refund for those two hours. And it's like, yeah, but, uh, I mean, it's all right. It's okay. you gonna do, get,
3: what are you gonna do? Get twenty cents?
1: For, for, yeah, <laughs> seriously, for that, for the penny that you paid for your free trial, for the extra month. Come on, <laughs> who are we kidding here?
3: The
2: the the realistic answer for me like beyond the the single player dynamic experience that is explicitly not an rpg because i think they've got rpgs covered now uh uh i would have to say for me is i think they need either we already addressed jrpgs as well um in an earlier question i would say a fighting game I would love to see an in-house fighting game again, and I do not understand for the life of me why Killer Instinct is not still getting support. Uh, um, maybe I just don't understand fighting games as much. I understand the studio that was developing it got bought out. Uh, yeah. by Amazon RIP, Iron Galaxy, you, you were great while you lasted. Um, I would love, love, love to see them do a fighting game, and that's part of why, like, over the summer when we heard the rumors about them acquiring a big publisher, which ended up being ZeniMax, uh, we were hearing that it was going to be Warner Brothers, and like, we mm-hmm. were like, oh my god, like, all sitting on the edge of our seats at the Xbox event, being like, shit, are they going to come out and announce that like the next Batman is exclusive? Are they going to announce that Mortal Kombat is now an Xbox game?
0: Well, the first thought I had was like, they could do Mortal Kombat versus Killer Instinct at some point.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. The the only thing I got excited for really was I was like, uh, okay, cool, you like, you'll have Rockstar. Working for you, you'll have the license to fear. I love those games. You'll have Mortal Kombat, you'll have an actual fighting game you can develop in house, and you could even be like, Hey, to avoid pissing people off, we're gonna put Mortal Kombat on ice for a little bit. Can the team at Netherrealm, can you guys make us a next gen Killer Instinct game? And I think that would solve Netherrealm's PR problem. It would have given Ed Boon something new. Like, I love Injustice, I love Mortal Kombat. Like, I like these games, even though I'm dog shit at them i think an exclusive fighting game though goes a long way with your community i mean look at playstation, PlayStation had street fighter 5 street fighter 5 was mm-hmm. exclusive to playstation last year yeah that exclusivity moved units in the fighting game community it really did killer instinct was good but it, i don't think it was good enough to be moving xboxes despite it being featured at evos and things like that i would love to see them do it and and instead of it just being like, "Oh, hey, we're just throwing this out there," it's like a ten dollars title. Make it a full-on release. Give me a full game at launch, and then do fighter packs. Support yeah. it for several years. You keep talking about games you want to make an, into a platform. I feel like that is the per- Smash Brothers has shown us that it is a super profitable route. Dragon mm-hmm. Ball Fighters has proved that's profitable. Marvel vs. If it had been good, I'm sure it would have proved that to us.
0: I mean, but even in, even Injustice did right. Like, I mean, yeah, you look at that. You're like, honest, huh? the only reason why I bought in, like the 95% of the reason why I bought Injustice was because the Ninja Turtles were in one of the fire packs.
2: Yeah. And it's coming to Game Pass this month. I know. I already. It, I so.
1: have spent way more money than I would care to admit on the new Mortal Kombat downloading characters because they have Robocop, Rambo, Terminator, Spawn. Like, I am I too am dog shit at these games. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of want to play as Spawn for a little bit. I play versus my wife, and we're about equal in it.
0: She's probably a little better though, isn't she? A little bit. She
1: she she legitimately kicked my ass when I played as Robocop for the first time, and like she always has to look at me. It's like, did you let me win? I was like, I legitimately did not let you
3: win. I was like, you won that one fair and square. You guys are actually on to something about the fighting games, though, because um, when Tekken 6 came out on on Xbox, that was a big deal. It was the first Tekken game to actually be outside of a Sony system, and that was a big deal. Yeah. If if Microsoft could get
1: a Ratchet Clank-type game and a Uncharted-type game, it would it would quench a lot of my thirst that I get fulfilled from my, books. I mean, they
0: could, they have, they have, I think like conquer could easily fill that Ratchet and clank role. Like I it, look, there's
1: it one. Conquer It has cool to like
2: be
1: that. genuine. I don't psychonauts does not fill a ratchet and clank hole for me. I love. Psychonauts. Um, I'm not saying that I don't like
2: psychonauts. It's just, they're not the same game to me at all. Yeah.
3: yeah I, I feel like it I doesn't, they don't
2: feel like do, if you were going to do a ratchet and clank style game in house with the talent that you have right now, I know people are going to say, oh, give it to Rare. Like, Rare has moved beyond doing platformers no, at they, this point. They're Double not feeling that, yeah. Double fine. Like, they've already said that whatever they do after Psychonauts is going to be a bit smaller scale and is going to be a brand new IP. Let, let Tim Schafer be your guy on that. Like, let him make that weird, quirky game. At least with him making it, you know he's not going to sit there and make a billion sequels to it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, it's not like moon studios is joining you anytime soon their next game is Multiplat, anyways otherwise they would be like ah oh, go give it to them like oh no, that's god dude give me give me a give me the original double fine platformer
0: yeah i, I uh that
2: i do have the ratchet and clank itch sometimes yeah so if i can not off.
1: i i do Corey, I'm so sorry. This is the second time that I'm doing this. I know you're waiting to talk.
0: No, I'm and I'm not like, really Dude. waiting to talk. I'm watching the Browns win 35 to 7 right now. All so. right.
1: <laughs> I if, I have a little bit of a tangent here. So Sony 100% has so many great first person like or not first person, but like first party titles that are just like really good immersive games. I love Ratchet and Clank and I had a Ratchet and Clank itch over the weekend we downloaded it i've been playing it through with my five-year-old we're having a lot of fun but the devastating thing about sony in particular is that i on my playstation 5 can play one ratchet and clank game out of a catalog of however many that there are
0: 14 that i is think a i heard fucking crime
1: point. that's a crime
0: mm-hmm.
1: um I, I can't play it especially I because those love...
0: ps3 ones were so good too
1: a lo- and there was a lot of them. There was four or five that came out during the place because they had those like really tiny ones. Mm-hmm. They were like, well, they had thirty dollar. Let's see. They had,
0: they had they the first one was Tools of Destruction, which was like the mm-hmm. first like main one, and then they had the the downloadable one, which was Quest for Booty, which was really mm-hmm. good, and then they had a Crack in Time, and then they had a bunch of other ones that they started pumping out pretty regularly. But uh, those first three were really good on yeah. PS3. Um, I
1: would even play the first one. I would play it. PlayStation Two graphic style. I don't need a remaster or anything like that. I just want to play the fucking game. I just and I can't.
0: I feel like I feel like Sony, especially with like the PS2 and PS3 era alone. If you would just bundle those collections, like even the HD collections that they had on PS3, like the God of War HD collection, the Jack and Daxter HD collection, the the Ratchet and Clank ones, like even if you Little like Big planet, yeah, even if you updated yeah. those two put on playstation 5 at this point just just updated them so they run in 4k and like a clean frame rate at at the level of of quality that they were on playstation 3 it's like you're they're sitting on a gold mine just waiting because backwards compatibility doesn't exist
3: well you know it's kind of stupid because uh because there's a bunch of ps2 titles that are on the store that you can buy and play on ps5 and i know they're all done through emulation so what are they waiting for what are they waiting for? You you can solve your own backwards compatibility problem right now. You know, know yeah. if you just if you just take a little bit of time, do the re, uh, do the work, and actually make That's, these games playable.
2: And don't price gouge us either. Like, yeah, I, ten dollars. You
3: know, ten dollars is the most anyone should be able to pay for these PS2 classics.
0: Look, I paid I paid, mean, I paid ten dollars for Knights of the Old Republic one yesterday ten dollars and i was like i feel pretty good about ten dollars on knights yeah. of the republic digitally yeah. because
2: you I mean, like the that. game. yeah Even if you want to like spruce it up a bit like do an anniversary edition of a game or something don't come charging me sixty dollars unless you're gonna full remake it like resident evil 2 style or mm-hmm. final fantasy final 7 remake. 7, do not yeah. ever charge me sixty dollars for those are legit remakes those are not faceless. those are remakes mm-hmm. yeah like and then in terms of value, like something like Master Chief Collection has just completely annihilated any other bad faith argument you can have. Like, I paid $60 for that game at launch, and I have mm-hmm. subsequently gotten Reach and ODST added on for free. I have six games that I paid $50 for, ultimately. Mm-hmm. That is an insane... With every single mode and multiplayer map has been added over time, that is an insane bargain. If you ever try to charge me more than that, well, if you try to charge me that for a single title again for a remaster or a facelift, mm-hmm. I'm gonna laugh at you and hope that your game fails and just
1: flat. And MCC got the update what like a week or two after the new mm-hmm. after yeah, the series. 4, that, like it
2: 20 frames. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah and yeah. It, and it plays phenomenally. Like mm-hmm. it's great. Mm-hmm. Why can't I play any of the Resistance games? And I, I don't. I'm not trying to shit on PlayStation. No, no I'm no, just no, saying. No. The grass is not fucking greener on the other side, because yeah, you have some great games that you need to have three different consoles to play
3: them all. Yeah, yeah, like, you know that was my number one gripe. Uh, the 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 first week after PS5 came out, because I got I got one of the launch edition consoles, um, and um, and so the rest of the uh, Crossroads crew. They grilled me about everything. You know, I was like, you know, the one thing that pisses me off is like when I go when I go to my closet, like I still have my PS1, my PS2, my PS3, my PS4 are in the closet right now, you know. Yeah. And and it's not because I got this hoarder mentality and you know, like eventually like when I move into my next place, I will have one of those one of those game slash, you know, YouTube rooms and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm glad I still have these old consoles cuz they'll be something in the background. Mm-hmm. But you know, but you know like it's 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 kinda like choice, you know, that I had to keep keep these, because I have I have crazy ass PS2 games I can't play anymore. <laughs> it, <laughs> because they died out with the system mm-hmm. as soon as PS3 came out.
1: And it's funny because they have um, which is another great game that's free with the consoles, the Astros Playroom. It's a it's a really great game. It does a great job of showcasing the features of the console while actually being like a legitimately like it's a good game to play. It's also the easiest platinum trophy you will ever get. It's true,
0: <laughs>
1: and uh, you you do that, and then they go through and you find all the old consoles from like oh, yeah. the PlayStation One. You have mm-hmm. like the whole thing, and it's like, but why can't I fucking play a PlayStation One game on this console? You are touching. You're doing such a fan service to show like the history of PlayStation and how it's all in this one thing, but it's not. And I get it. it might be coming. And I I love my PlayStation Five. It's a great console. Um, And I've had every PlayStation console with every Xbox console, so it's not like I'm not invested in that ecosystem at all. It's just that I really, like, as much as I want Xbox to come out with that great immersive cinematic game that captures everyone's imagination, I want Sony to
3: realize that they have such a legacy that they need to do a better job preserving. Mm -hmm. You know what? You you know what? Thank you for having me on the show tonight guys cuz this is helping me plan the big topic for this week's Crossroads. I, I we're going we're going to talk about the legacy of PlayStation and we're going to talk about what Sony needs to do.
0: Mm-hmm. I I think I mean like minus a few titles like I feel like Xbox has done a pretty good job of getting most of the stuff onto their backwards compatible list. Like there's a there's a few noticeable ones, but it's more of a licensing yeah. thing than I than yeah. a you know like a uh uh the ninja turtles and x-men arcade games from 360 aren't backwards compatible uh batman arkham origins isn't backwards compatible uh unless you have the Mecha disc uh, yeah mech assault's not on there like there's there's very few games and and like i hope i hope some of this stuff is remedied, although i know a lot of stuff especially like the turtle stuff uh is very licensed heavy and this is like uh just a lot of those older games are never gonna come back and that's yeah. understandable at this point but uh
2: if they've they done' be a- releases for the specific console
0: yeah it's it's just uh I'm very pleased with the because I, I like the store has a backwards compatible section and I'm just you go through that backwards mm-hmm. compatible section and it's just like man like there's very few omissions from there. Like I, I know the Prince of Persia sequels aren't on there. Like Sands of Time is on there, but the sequels aren't on there. Uh, but there's very few games I can point to and say that's not on there, huh? That's weird, you know. So, uh, I, I'm very happy that Xbox is going through them and like really preserving this stuff. For sure. I like,
1: I like that I can have. I felt comfortable getting rid of my Xbox. Uh, one to buy a Series X, like it was the easiest. I didn't have to think about it. It's like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. fine. Get rid of it. I'm, ha- I can do all the same plus on the new one, and I think that that's going to be the norm moving forward. Um, I didn't have any fear associated with it, mm-hmm. but yeah, I would love. Man, I want to play Max Payne three. I love that game, and I realize that I'm probably the odd man out of the crowd with that game. It's got a killer soundtrack.
0: That's not true. Uh, Ed likes that game.
1: Oh really? It's. Yeah. I think it's a great game. I really do. I think that it, it is very uh, underrated.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I I want to play that game again. And I can't play it on Xbox or PlayStation right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, I gotta fuck myself.
0: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do have one more Twitter question. Uh, we can just read that and then get out of here. We'll we'll make it quick. Uh, this is from uh, Brody Foltz from the Diggity Podcast again. Uh, get two shout outs on this there i i like their show though i I love being on there they're awesome uh hosts and and good show uh this question comes from the uh the question you gave us is halo still the most important game for xbox there's a lot to there is a lot of claim that it is but could something like fable be far more of a turning point for microsoft since halo fans are going to buy an xbox either way
2: Halo is no longer the most important franchise for Xbox. I think
0: that's, uh, that, that's I, I, think that I think that Halo Infinite is the most important game for Halo. Mm-hmm. I do. I think Xbox is much more than Halo at this point.
3: I
2: I will tell you right now that I think up until the delay of Halo Infinite, I think Halo Infinite was the single most, and I, to an extent, it is still the single most important game that Microsoft has ever published. But at the same time, the series is not the most important thing going forward. If that makes sense, I know that sounds contradictory, but Infinite for me, I think it's the most single most important game that they have in the pipeline right now because it would show a fulfillment of if it's good and it has to be nothing short of the best one since Halo Three. We've I mean, we've discussed this ad nauseum. Would show commitment to the vision. They were willing to delay the game a full year to live up to what they were promising us during the year up until the reveal and you know the lackluster reveal and stuff. Um, they would be doing what Sony and Nintendo do. If something's not ready, it gets delayed 6, six 12, 18 months, however long it has to, until it's ready to go. And, and I think especially after Cyberpunk, they're going to be a lot more gun shy. Going forward, though, I, I think that you nailed it right there. I think it's going to be... I don't know if one specific franchise is the most important necessarily. Like, I think Gears is coming to an end fairly soon. At mm-hmm. least the main Gear storyline is. Mm-hmm. It, it really after five, it feels that way.
0: It feels like six is coming uh, to a point I think where are, it's gonna...
2: Yeah, where it, it's good for this cast of characters, and I mean, really, how many more times can we just keep doing the Locust, right? Right. Um, mm-hmm. I think going forward, though, Fable Next—that's what I'm choosing to call next-gen Fable. Fable Next, and honestly elder scrolls Mm -hmm. i I think that elder scrolls fallout i think the future i don't think there's one specific franchise that's going to be important to them going forward like halo halo has defined xbox for better or worse for 20 years now 20 years this november and we still i mean i would argue that forza and gears are like a step below halo in terms of like you associate xbox with those franchises I think that the RPG franchises Are going to collectively pick up that torch and carry it Though it's not going to be one Franchise anymore it's going to be very much like Sony and like Nintendo they're going to have A variety of IP to choose from And say these are the faces of our franchise For the next two years while we're developing Other IP while we're working on a sequel To a game that you loved in the past That is the best place to be in They are the only ones that are still Everything seems to keep riding on Master Chief and as we saw On Xbox One that can't happen that simply can't happen. This is not the Xbox or the Xbox 360 anymore. Halo simply isn't going to cut it anymore. you got to have, like, eight more reasons to buy this box. And mm-hmm. no, Game Pass is not mm-hmm. the reason to buy this box. Hence the Bethesda purchase. You know, hence we're bringing Fable back. We've got Hellblade going. Elder Scrolls. Fallout. Wolfenstein. Doom. Perfect Dark. I mean, Joanna Dark is going to be an icon going forward for this platform. Like, you've got so many things. Utilize them correctly you had others you could have had as some of your faces and you chose not to promote those games and now you've lost the rights to them Mm -hmm. quantum break alan wake sunset overdrive like genuinely great games that you can't push anymore
0: just think if they would have promoted quantum break the right way and have been do like the way microsoft's been acquiring studios if they would have promoted quantum break the right way you could have like honestly seen remedy kind of come into the fold and control would have been an Xbox exclusive. Mm-hmm. And like if the great yeah. the,
2: the weirdest part is like C- Remedy is still so closely associated with Xbox. Like mm-hmm. Crossfire is still being produced with Xbox to be a timed exclusive. The single player is. Uh-huh. Like and that control is on Game Pass now. Like it's so weird. Like Alan Wake has only ever been available here. Quantum Break is only available here. Like Remedy makes great games. It's just people discounted them because it had that funny little Xbox logo next to it. And that's that's the mentality we got to get past this next generation is, no, it's not one franchise that defines it. Like, you look at Sony and you ask someone, what's the character that defines Sony? You've got, like, eight different choices there.
1: Mm-hmm. Crash Bandicoot.
2: Do that with Xbox. Okay. <laughs> An exclusive character. Like, <laughs> if I asked you to sum up the PS4 in one character, I don't think I could. Fly I Cooper. don't think I could tell you a single most important franchise.
0: Astro Bot. Because,
2: like, they've got six of now them it's now. it's Astro Bot, yeah. Yeah, like, you've got, like, six or seven to choose from. I mean, we got enough where we can make joking answers. It's like, on Xbox, it goes Master Chief and, like, what? The fucking Porsche from Forza or something? Like, <laughs> what else is there? Ori? Like, no. Those... Steve from Minecraft? Like, come on. You, you've got so many games in the works. And I hope to God you put the time and dedication into them that Sony and Nintendo put into their first parties.
1: I think that Master Chief or Halo... Is most important to people having a console wars discussion to yep. point out being like be like what's your best game Halo they haven't even made a good one in the past five years and it's like okay so like I, I I agree I don't think that that is the the thing that would just define a console I think everything you said is correct um, I want to see a game what's going to define the Xbox is showing me a game. Of what that I can do in this console. The reason why Halo won that spot is because it redefined a first-person shooter on a console experience. It got the yep. controls right, it got the feel right, it got the visuals, fr- and the game was good. Like mm-hmm. it was the fact that it took the con- like, it did something that the box could do only this box could do, and it did it perfectly. In addition to the fact that the game was fun and good. So whatever does that for this generation is going to do that. That's the one thing that Sony is very good at. They're very good at being like, this is what our box can do. Mm-hmm. Focus on these five things and you will make a good game. Someone and again, is...
2: it took quite a while to get to that it inflection did. point.
1: Correct. Correct. It did. Before, it was just people making games.
2: I have it an idea took... for a game. It took the damn near failure of the early years of the PlayStation 3 to kind of turn that argument around, I feel. Yeah. And yes. now look at them. They just had – Ed's going to hate me for saying this. They just had the greatest lineup for a console of all time. It's not even an argument anymore, in my opinion. Of a modern console, it is the absolute best lineup you've ever had from a first-party developer. But they don't have I Paper Mario. Xbox. Who gives a fuck about Paper Mario? Like, I, I want to see Xbox. Not necessarily. I don't. I'm not a child. I don't need them to win this conversation. I, I want what they do that's unique with rpgs FPSs, multiplayer gaming things that they really focus on to be at the forefront of that discussion again and be like listen you don't have to be a third person action game to be a worthy story or to be a worthwhile ip there are beloved characters you can have in a first person shooter i mean we all love master chief and the arbiter johnson like we love all of them from halo like, I love Soap and Price's story from Modern Warfare, you know, from the Modern Warfare trilogy. I love Marcus. I love Kate. I JD, who is Senior Fuckboy. Like, I like <laughs> all of them. And, and it's just like, I, I like these characters. You, I, I don't want this narrative of you have to have this dynamic, incredible story to care about these characters. Like, you can have an incredible story in any media. And you can have a worthy IP come from any of that. So it's like, I guess it's just like I think it's all the franchises together carrying that. I think this is the generation where they've learned now, okay, we fucked up. There's a reason why we abandoned the Xbox One essentially three years ago. And it was to prep for this moment. Now if you could just get some games out before this fall, we'd be a lot happier.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm gonna yeah, go on my soapbox though. I've gotten on one. So far, so the, one, on one the one major thing I say I say because um, I'm one of those I'm one of those people I'm still I'm still a, a you know, a gamer at my core and i'm one of those people that i i honestly would love to have compelling reasons to own every system but right now like i'm just a pc a playstation and a nintendo gamer as far as the household and that's because microsoft for whatever reason you know has not just put out the put out the time or the assets or whatever to try and woo me over. I mean I, I, I jokingly say that because because their exclusives wind up on PC, that's why I never bought an Xbox. But that's that's only that's only a small part of the problem. They the if uh, I think the nail in the coffin for a lot of people is like when you which, whichever system you buy first, that's usually going to be the one you're heavy on, you know. Yeah. And, and you yeah. know, for for me, like the use of the console that that you know buy that I buy out and it's because of my familiarity with their franchises is Sony, you know. Um, uh, because back in the Xbox 360, when they had like Miss Walker Studios and stuff like that. I had more and more compelling reasons to buy on Xbox then, you know when they, had, when they had when they had when they had Mass Effect. You know, I had I had well, I'm just saying I, I had more reasons. You know, when it mm, seemed like Mistwalker, <laughs> oh, <Ugh. No. laughs>
2: it pains me to hear that.
3: Yeah, you know, they had they had the the head honcho of Square Enix at the time. Like like leave Square Enix, start its own studio under Microsoft. You know, banner and I can't even think of I can't even think of three games that that he put out. Mm. Mm.
0: Lost Odyssey is a great game. Last that's, story.
3: That's, that's that's the only Wait, last okay, yeah, there's two right there. Well, Lost Odyssey, I forgot well, last story.
0: Blue Blue Dragon and Lost Odyssey came to Xbox three sixty. Last story came to
2: Wii. I just I, I see the different teams and the different developers you have. You have so many great talented people working for you now. You know you have Joe Joe Stadden, who was one of the Halo story guys back in the day. He was the cinematics director. He's come back to lead Infinite now. You have the team that Rod Ferguson put in place before departing uh, the uh, the Coalition. You, you know you've got the team down there at the Initiative with you know Drew Murray and um, Jason Gallagher. And t- dude, you got you got Todd Howard and Shinji Mikami working for you now. Like, you've got some incredible minds, some incredible storytellers.
3: Wait, t- wait, wait! Mikami, Mikami's under Xbox now, because I thought um. Yes, Tango Mikami
2: Studio. Mikami Studio is Tango GameWorks is part of Bethesda. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Shinji Mikami technically works for Xbox now. Yeah, let okay. that sink in for a minute. Wow. You have so many world class. I know, like, please don't shoot me for putting Todd Howard in that group. I really love (laughs) Todd's games. Like, as a director, I think Todd has a lot of really great ideas personally. But that's beside the point. You have so many talented people working for you. Take a chance, like you did. Like, let them pitch their own idea. And it does seem like they're starting to do that over at the uh, publishing branch. It seems like Matt Booty is basically like, you do whatever you want to do. Like he said, he got five minutes into In Exile's pitch for their next game and was like, Go for it. And they were like, uh, Brian Fargo's done it. Brian Fargo, the creator of fucking Fallout, works for him. Fa- uh, Fergus over at Obsidian, he works for him. Like you've got some of the greatest game directors in mind in role playing games for you. Let them do whatever they want to do. Just let them do it. Don't sit here and dictate, Nah, you got to do like four sequels to The Outer Worlds, or we need you to make Halo 8. Or you know, Gears 10. Like, no. Let these teams, like, finish out what they're doing. It's okay to let a beloved franchise go on the back burner, though. Like, I would be fine if you retired Master Chief for a bit. We've talked about this. Do some side stories if you insist on continuing it. Same with Gears. Mm-hmm. Retire these characters. I'm really interested and, to see what... let them come back Kratos-style in, like, 10 years.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm
2: And have back they deserve.
0: I'm still in the mind that the Coalition is going to release something other than Gears before Gear 6 because they have two teams over there. And before uh, they were the Coalition, they were a team called Black Tusk, and they were working on something called Shanghai, which was a third-person per- uh, third mm-hmm. stealth action game.
2: I would still love to see that.
0: I know. I do, too. I want to see it really bad. Uh, so... I don't know. I I think Xbox has a lot more to offer than Halo. I think there are more important franchises at this point than Halo. Just yeah. the last thing to reiterate what I said at the top of this topic was, uh, I think that Halo Infinite is the most important game for Halo, not necessarily for Xbox. So yeah. <laughs> um, but that's gonna do it. Uh, Ron, thanks for joining us here on Arsenal X. Uh, remember, you can oh, yeah. Listen to Arsenal X every Tuesday on a podcast service of choice. Remember to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. If you're watching on Twitch, thank you for watching. And remember to follow. That'd be great. Uh, Laron, where can we find you?
3: Uh, You can catch me every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Crossroads PlayStation Podcast for Boss Rush Games on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash 803 EXODUS803. Also, cool news is that uh, XS803 is also my gamer tag, so uh, I'm damn near on every console, including Xbox Live, because I have Game Pass, so uh, so you can can catch me on all the uh, major gaming platforms under that, and also, that is my social media handle, so you can catch me on the various social media sites as well, and uh, yeah, my YouTube channel, like, I've actually kind of relaunched it, so (laughs) you can also look me up uh, as XS803 over there on
0: YouTube, so yeah, that's it. It's also on the uh, Boss Rush Games YouTube channel. is the top featured uh channel like side channel. So you can go over there and check ooh, that out too. Oh, um, I'm
3: I'm 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 flattered.
0: Really? At this point you're flattered? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this guy. This guy. Uh hey,
3: you gotta, you gotta stay humble. You gotta stay humble. It's
0: fair. Uh Joe, where can we find you?
1: You know what to do. You're gonna check those show notes for Colonel Panic on Twitter and just figure out what I'm doing. It's the best way.
0: <laughs> Josh, where can we find you?
2: Uh, uh every Thursday night and uh Friday afternoons on your feeds, uh hosting the Tower Casuals with Corey. And uh, of course on Twitter and Twitch as at Josh underscore Finn with two Ns. We're finished in Valhalla this week, and then we're going into Greedfall after that.
0: Mm. Mm. Pirate Lord Josh Finney. Maybe some
2: super hot. Mm.
0: Mm -hmm. Super hot Pirate Lord Josh Finney. That's your nickname for next week. You're goddamn right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, by the way, Josh, I got my... uh, Speaking of Tower Casuals, I got my lore book.
2: Oh, you got volume three in? Yes, finally. We decided we're reading straight from the the grimoire books now Mm -hmm. because I'm tired of writing up summaries that don't explain it enough.
1: (laughs) someone's already
2: someone's already did it
1: for you literally published a book about it (laughs) three i know right
0: (laughs) i
2: uh can uh, can you do lore corner for me (laughs) it'll Uh, be more than a corner it'll be a get together
0: yeah uh you can find me at HD on twitter and instagram uh you can find me on a plethora of content here on boss rush games you can check out all of our content on bossrushgames.com Again, remember to like, subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you follow us or listen to us or watch us. We really appreciate it. And until next week, we love you. Goodbye, everybody.
1: Bye. Bye. Have a
3: good week. Hey.